I'm Enoch Fawson. And I'm Austin Ivey. And you're listening to the What About Therapy podcast. What about therapy? All right, welcome back. Another week here. Woo-hoo. Today we're going to be talking about opposition and the importance of opposition. And we've talked about this a little bit in the past. I think I was trying to think back of a time we have talked about this because I know we have because this is a big thing for me. It's a huge yeah. proponent of my um, outlook on the world. I think the last time we talked about it was the 21 Pilots episode where we talked about um, it was the, Mulberry, the song Street. Mulberry Street. Yeah. That song highlights a lot, a lot of what I think about the importance of opposition that I was burped into the mic. That would have been really <laughs> gross. Um, I had a Pepsi Mango that Enoch gave me. For the first time. It's really good, actually. And it's just it's pretty good. straight out of the can, really carbonated. almost made me burp into the mic. Anyways, Mulberry Street, that song has a lot to do with um, accepting negativity and not seeing like mental health disorders as like as an issue more than just a part of who you are in regards yeah. to like this. It's part of your life, part of your life existence. And it doesn't need to be shameful. Yeah. And so that song kind of goes more on that. And then the idea of the importance of opposition and accepting it and leaning into it more has a lot more to do with what we're going to be talking about today. But <clears throat> I guess it really comes from a, <laughs> a scripture from, uh, a, from a, a text of our religious beliefs. But um, it says essentially that um, there must needs be opposition in all things. Um, basically, and then it says otherwise righteousness is not going to come to pass because without righteousness there could not be evil without evil there could not be righteousness and so point being that there can be no such thing as daytime without nighttime yeah if there was too much daylight then we wouldn't be able to have crops wouldn't be able to grow fruit food and then on the flip side we need daylight to to do that so we need both to maintain this idea of homeostasis so mm-hmm. anyone who's taken a biology class anyone who's taken any type of really science class knows this idea of homeostasis that everything in the world and our bodies in like non-biological function as well. Just there's these cycles in the world where homeostasis is, is that is the importance of, of biological existence. We're finding a balance, finding a middle ground where if something gets too warm, then something, I guess not. No, I'm going on a different tangent right now. Homeostasis is really important in all aspects of life from biology to mental health. Yeah. And so point being that uh, we need to be able to accept opposition the same way that we accept um, what's the opposite of, of opposition? Um, positivity, I guess. Yeah. Because a lot of the time people are super excited about positivity or... Um, Things are going so well right now. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, and that's, I mean, for good reason too. It's, it's exciting to yeah. great, have, have a positive thing going for you. Like I just got a new job and um, we all like congratulate people for that. Like, oh, that's such a good thing. I'm happy for you. And then when like something bad happens, it's like there's a lot of pity involved. Yeah. Sometimes there's shame. Sometimes there's guilt. And was uh, I felt this way myself. This shouldn't be happening to me. I think Should. that's that. Exactly, right? Ooh. And I think that is the crux of the entire matter, is that when we get into this point where we're dealing with a lot of opposition, we start to think that. This should not be happening to me. Things should be better. When in reality, they, they should not be better. They yeah. are the way that they are. And so our, I guess the main theme of the episode that I'm going for, is that um, it's not our job to try to make life completely positive and make everything happy-go-lucky, bright, sun-shining stars all the time. It's to learn how to accept what comes, let it stay for as long as it's going to stay, and then learn from it. Yeah. 
I think it's interesting, Austin. Austin's about to blow. I'm good. I'm good. Burps. It's interesting how there's opposition in literally everything. Like there's daytime, nighttime. Have mm-hmm. you seen that animal video? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the bird, he covers himself daytime or nighttime. Daytime. It's like someone voicing or dubbing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a funny video. Anyway, there's um, high, low, slow, fast, mm-hmm. hot, cold. There's opposition in everything, and it's really, actually, really beautiful when we realize that human beings aren't different at all mm-hmm. in any way as far as the natural order of things there's opposition in our bodies we need to keep that equilibrium homeostasis in our bodies in our body temperature if it goes up like a degree we go into a fever if it goes down a degree we have go into a cold i don't know if that's hypothermia hypothermia sure yeah um and so we literally have to keep that homeostasis in our physical bodies. Mental health is going to be the same thing. We need to find that balance, that equilibrium for our own mental health. And that means that we're going to be experiencing hard times. And whether that be work-related, school-related, relationship-related, you're going to have hard times in every single aspect of those. And so it's interesting that when those hard times come, we tend to freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like this is this is never going to get better. I'm done for. This is the end. And yet, that's literally what we most likely need at that time. Like it's... Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was just going to say, I'm, uh, I think, and I don't want to misconstrue the idea here, is that like I think what some people might understand this as like, oh, do I need to pursue opposition? Does that mean I need yeah. to pursue it the same way that I pursue positivity? <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I, we were just talking about it before the episode started that it's not about like pursuing opposition. It's about being okay when it comes yeah, and, and accepting it when it, when it presents itself to you. And yeah, there, I think there is time where you do need to pursue, op- pursue opposition for a lot of different reasons. Like let's talk about like physical health. Uh, how do you get stronger, right? You lift weights. That's opposition. You're putting yeah. an opposing weight on your back, like on your hands when you bench press or on your back when you squat. That opposition um, breaks down the muscle fibers so they can build back up stronger, right? The same thing goes for almost every aspect of our lives. If, to build something up, it typically needs to be broken down first. Mm-hmm. And in some way or another, it needs to, like a, this is an analogy that I've used my entire life, and I think I've talked about it in the podcast before. <clears throat> in order to make a bouncy ball bounce, it needs to smash into the ground first. Yeah. If a bouncy ball is just sitting there, it looks pretty, but nothing's happening, nothing's exciting about it. But in order for a bouncy ball to launch into the sky, it needs to smash and burn into the ground first, and then it launches into the sky. And with like a, if you've got a rocket ship, like one of Elon Musk's SpaceX weird <laughs> spaceships that land themselves, in order to, to propel um, those into the air into space to perform its mission, um, like tons and tons of, of, of jet fuel needs to be ex- expended at the other end. Things need yeah. to burn and and uh, and be destroyed in order to lift that rocket into the air. So the same goes for us. It's that homeostasis, right? In order to to find positivity, you need to be able to embrace negativity because they're they live in the same world, the same way that the rest of opposition lives in all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And acceptance and commitment therapy, oh, it really comes into this. I'm seriously never gonna let that go. I if you don't that. know what that reference is, you got to go back and listen. I think it was episode. 
It was a long time ago, actually. <laughs> I'd say it's a few months now. Yeah, it was probably 2022. It was a while ago. Where for some, I don't know how he, how it even came up. Austin said, acceptance and commitment therapy. Because uh. <laughs> we always talk about it. But this is where acceptance and commitment therapy really thrives is in opposition. The classic CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, is great. We've talked about it several times. Those of you who listen to to us often know that we're huge ACT fans, acceptance and commitment therapy. And when it comes to opposition, ACT is is not afraid of opposition, actually embraces change, embraces things that are different. Because in ACT, let's say you have um, the main, like, I guess hook statement for ACT is, imagine you're in a battle. Mm. And rather than trying to change the battle, or just completely stop it, you can just step out and you can observe it. The battle still goes on, but you're just sitting there in a lawn chair <laughs> observing this battle going on while drinking some mango Pepsi. Oh, yeah. And so in opposition, here's here's some things you can do, especially when it comes to acceptance and commitment therapy. There are lots of, lots of different tools. But first, the first step is obviously acceptance. Realizing that opposition doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad. It's just a part of life. It's there. It's it's a it's an opportunity for growth. We talked about anti fragility a mm-hmm. while ago. We mentioned it here and there. And that's the only way to grow stronger, like Austin said. We're we're naturally anti fragile beings. The more stress that is put on our physical body and even mental body, mental body? Whatever yeah. that is, our mental body. Let's call it <laughs> that, yeah. Well, yeah, new <laughs> phrase. Whatever is put on, on us, either mentally, physically, emotionally, our body tends to recover and come back even stronger. And mental health is, all, mental health is a little bit different than physical health in that way because we can come back in a non-helpful way as far as emotionally or mentally, mm-hmm. which is why you need... Therapy is a great option as you Absolutely. can, they can guide you, lead you, guide you, walk beside you. And um, so in acceptance and commitment therapy, it's a great tool to understand and to see opposition without judgment. So I guess this isn't a bad thing that's happening to me right now. This is just change. It's normal. It's natural. And I'm feeling this way because blank. Normally because you're not used to it and you're put into this uncomfortable position either at work, in a relationship, at school, right? In those positions that we're not used to or we don't have experience with. Mm-hmm. Naturally, if you if your max bench is 135 and you throw 225 on there, it's going to feel really heavy and more heavy than you can handle. And that's why we have spotters. <laughs> Good point. In the gym. But your emotional spotter, your mental spotter, it could be a therapist, could be a friend, could be coworkers, people there to help you lift the burdens during hard times. So first acceptance, look at it without judgment. This isn't bad. It's happening mm-hmm. to you. It may not even be good and that's okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I would say that's a really important step in regards to all of this <clears throat> as we kind of wrap up this episode is to not, because you can label something as positive and negative. I think that can be... Yeah. I think it's an important aspect. Like, is this a, a negative thing, like kind of net negative thing or is it net positive? But I think most importantly, what <clears throat> you need to pursue or approach 
like a, a negative, like I'm making air quotes by the mic, a negative experience is to not label it good or bad or even <clears throat> I'd say sometimes negative can be unhelpful, but to label it, um, I guess, uh, difficult, uh, not even that, I guess I don't know where I'm going with this, but I guess you don't need to swap it out, but avoid the language of good and bad. Yeah. I don't know what to replace that with. I'm blanking right now, honestly, but avoid that language of this is a good experience. This is a bad experience. This is just an experience. This is sometimes some experiences are better, but I think that's when we start labeling things, especially bad, we give them too much of a bad rap Yeah. because I think we then prevent ourselves from learning from it. Yeah. That's, there's always a lesson in, in, in every, in every crap sandwich. <laughs> there's always, yeah. there's always a lesson. And, um, Sometimes that lesson is greater than others, but it takes a lot to do. But as you learn and have the wherewithal to be able to, to sit with your opposition and stop labeling it good and bad and just label it, label it as an experience, yeah. the overall experience will be better. Yeah. And normally with bad, the reason, the reason we shouldn't, <laughs> the reason it's unhelpful to label things as good or bad is usually because with bad comes shoulds. Mm-hmm. because you start to compare and label like I shouldn't be feeling this way because it's bad. Says who? Compared to what? Compared to what? Exactly. Is that just because you were told that growing up or that's just the way you've always viewed it? Maybe this is a chance to change your view, your mm-hmm. change your outlook on life in as a whole or as um, change your view on this certain situation. But when we start to say, oh my gosh, this is bad. That means you're subconsciously or consciously thinking because this shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't be feeling this way. So this is bad. And so just start to think about that. Think about when you start thinking, oh my gosh, this opposition, this stress, this feeling that I have is bad. Maybe approach that next time with curiosity. Say, hold on. Mm -hmm. Why am I thinking this? Why do I think this is bad? And then maybe you'll, you'll, you, I'm sure you'll have an eye-opening experience saying, oh my gosh, it's because I've never in my life had to deal with something like this. And so I'm just learning. This is great. Next time I experience something like this, I'll be that much stronger because you're an anti-fragile human being. Go you. Yeah. I think as a concluding remark for me <clears throat> is that you don't have to like it. You, just, you don't have to like the experience. No one says you have to. No one's forcing you to like an experience. Right. Um, but what you good should do is learn to accept it. Um, cause like, for instance, like my dad passing away, I don't have to like that he's dead. I don't have to like that. I have to deal with the outcomes of that, but it is my responsibility to accept it for what it is and yeah. stop victimizing myself or my family. Cause that's just the, I don't know. That's just the, that's like the toll roads to uh, to a, just a terrible life. You start doing yeah. that. So I guess wrapping up, like I know we've talked about, avoid the labels of good and bad, learn to accept and, um, relating to it better. And, um, remembering that it's all about acceptance and not about liking an experience. Yeah. Acceptance isn't tied to enjoyment Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. The fact that you can accept it means that you can move on and you can grow from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Let that be the quote that rings from your mind the rest of the <laughs> the week. You don't have to like it, but you do have to accept it. Yeah. If some negative comes your way this week, coworker mouths off to you, some customer mouths off you at work, you have a bad experience or something terrible happens to you, 
just hear our voices say, you don't have to like it, but you do have to accept it. There you go. There you go. Acceptance brings clarity, which brings the ability to move on and become something better. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, thanks for listening. That's probably one of our shortest episodes ever. Um, yeah, we're sitting at 16 fun, minutes right now. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And hopefully you guys did too. Please uh, do what we usually say to do. You know, like, subscribe, smash the Leave like, a like button. <laughs> smash the Absolutely like button. Absolutely elbow the, sm- the like button. <laughs> um, leave a review if you're on a, some type of podcasting service, which you probably are. And uh, taking us out is uh, Danny. Hit it, Danny. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?